Hi everyone, welcome to Alternative Perspective with Vivian. My name is Viv and this is the show. So I thought that I had the topic that I wanted to discuss on lock. I do have a clue, but I said to myself that this is episode 50 and I don't want to have a structure. I want to just see what comes to mind because there's a lot of things that are going on with me at the moment. There's a lot of things going on with me at the moment, right? And I just feel like it would be nice to actually sit down and talk about it. What do you think? So let's start with feelings. This is my feeling about this being episode 50. I'm proud of me. I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of, I'm proud of being able to be expressive in a space where I feel safe because it's my safe space. All the episodes that we've done leading to this very moment have really helped me to be the best version of myself, which is the real reason why I feel I'm here to just realize the best version of myself and to put that into my work so that other people can realize the best versions of themselves as well. I'm actually very self-centered, but knowing that way that people see it because people are just let me know okay i wasn't say people are dumb <laughs> definitely not generalizing but can always say a dumb person because people that feel that you're full of yourself you're self-centered you've been tricked to feel like you are valued or you're more valuable when you're putting the needs of other people before yours but that's just not sustainable in the long run because you end up being used taking advantage of at what cost being seen as someone valuable my worth isn't defined by what i do for others it's by how i impact others by being myself yeah with impact you don't have to be in people's faces you just have to stand where you're at and the work will reach them so that's how i feel about episode 50 i feel like i'm a fucking badass i feel like this bitch is a baddie i feel like I praise myself because I've been on my work for years. I've been doing this shit since 2017 in different versions, you know? I've had different versions of me do different things. I've changed the name of my show on YouTube different times, you know? It was all, it was different avenues of myself. And I just feel that this podcast is kind of like the, hmm, the balancing out of everything, you know? I feel that... I'm not the kind of person that thinks about people's perspectives of me, but I, I know that I'm empathetic in a way that I try to make people feel comfortable with the way they think or with the way they see what I'm doing. Like if they're confused, I would make an effort to try to break it down. But now I'm realizing that the people that are for me don't need me to break down any fucking thing. My 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 dear friend was on the last episode marriage and commitment she called me viv throughout do you get what i'm saying obviously she knows she knows me outside of viv but she called me viv throughout because my people know different aspects of me different avenues of me the different bad bitches that are in this body and i'm feeling like i'm becoming more secure in myself enough to know that my story is a different story and i'm telling it and it doesn't need all that validation you validate yourself. You are the foundation of everything in your life, which is why when people say you're selfish, you're full of yourself, you put yourself first. Please always put yourself first. In astrology, the first house is the house of the self. It's the house of the body, attitude, first impressions, identity. Aries rules that house. If that house is number one, it means that 
everything starts from the self. And if the self is not grounded, if the self is not secure, if the self doesn't have high self-esteem or is confident, the rest, the other parts of your life are not going to work out that well. Because after the self, you have the house of money, the house of values, the house of self-esteem. Do you have that? Because how how you see yourself, how you value yourself translates to the next house, the third house, which is the house of communication, your local community, your siblings, you know? Everything starts from the self. And that's what this whole podcast is about. Like different avenues of self, different perspectives, alternative perspectives, alternative perspectives on different things that add to the embodiment of self we've spoken about the voice we've spoken about your truths being an individual it's all for a reason yeah you know i told you that i don't record in a studio (laughs) i'm moving around a lot and i apologize i just want to be comfortable but yeah like um my point is that everything starts with the self and whoa i must tell you that me myself myself even there are a lot of changes going on there are a lot of changes going on within me i feel like i'm in this space where i'm learning to receive okay now let's talk about people pleasers a bit a people pleaser is somebody that does things for puts the needs of other people before theirs in order to gain some kind of self-worth value you know they define their value and their worth to what they can do for other people because they've been um, conditioned to believe that they are meant to cater to the needs of other people before themselves i can't do that anymore it's self-betrayal it's like you know flogging yourself it's just self-abuse basically i i find that i have visceral reactions to certain things that just seem unjust which is sacrificing yourself for other people and not putting not even regarding yourself at all also human beings are users like the ones that are not compassionate or empathetic they are users they are takers they will never define the limits they will just assume that you have unlimited shit to give which is why i've always preached about boundaries boundaries are so fucking important because once you put up that boundary you see the crazy people that start to act out because you've put up a boundary do you get what i'm saying Boundaries are important. Boundaries are your um, your shield, your defense mechanism. Speak up for yourself, assert yourself. So I'm in this space where I'm realizing that, okay, recovering people, please, are yes. I'm in that space where I'm no longer overgiving to people. I'm no longer like putting people's needs above mine. I don't even care. Like I don't have the capacity for a lot of things, you know? And a lot of things that are not genuine. That's the truth. Because when something is genuine and authentic, I have all the energy. But point being is that I've realized that, right? And I don't know what is happening. But I feel like I'm learning how to receive more. And this is me using... um, um, This is me using myself as an example, okay? I find that now more than ever because of a certain shift in my life i'm being asked to turn in and look in deeper and dive deeper into self (sighs) one thing i realized was that i feel like 
me, my body, everything, I'm a house, but that's in this house, there are 10 floors and I only occupy two. I ignore the rest of the floors because I am scared. I'm scared to see what versions of myself lie on those floors. But the thing about me is I'm, I'm an adventurer. I naturally am not scared about diving deeper into self. The body is, you know, the body doesn't want to be uncomfortable. So there's this small clash, which I've now decided to incorporate self-talk into. I talk to myself and I say, I know that you feel this way about a certain thing, but I need you to relax about it. Look at it this way instead. You know, it's about self-soothing because I find that I self-soothe by using different vices. You know, I've spoken about this before, but because changes are happening in life, it's like those things are no longer meant to do what they're, do, what they're doing before. I mean, I, I've used them for like 10 years. At one point, everybody's like, guy, something else. I I feel like, I'm in this space of diving deeper into self. I feel like people would relate to that because it's the season for that. Diving deeper into self in order to see what shadows I have within that need to be held, that need to be embraced, that need to be transmitted into light. And so one shadow or a shadow that I've been working with is my inability to receive anything, any form of love. You know, we spoke about romance a couple of times, a couple of episodes ago, and I said something of, it, it made me laugh. I didn't know until I published it. I said, I think I'm a bit emotionally available. Is it that you are or you're not, baby? Are you emotionally available or not? So I said, I think I'm a bit emotionally available. I don't think at that point I was. I feel like emotional availability for me, as I mentioned in another episode, is that it's coming out as a result of my platonic friendships. And now the shadow that I'm wrestling with is the shadow of receiving love. I don't know how to receive love. My best friend, she's the one that has been able to penetrate through the walls along with one of my cousins. Those two women, yeah, they are really doing it for me. But my point is that, uh, how do I explain this? My point is that I'm allowing newer people to do that, to pour into me, to show me love. And I find that when I'm in emotional situations that are new, I resort to acting like my childlike self, which means crying because I didn't feel, I, because it's a new, it's an unknown environment, okay? It's an unknown environment. I'm not used to love. So I find that when I'm, when I'm in a place where I'm not sure about things, I really, really do resort to crying a lot because it's like a cry for help, help me, like a child would. And yeah, even though I'm Viv and there've been other selves before me, we're all one. Do you get me? The main thing of separating myself into different names is because there's so many artistic pursuits that we're doing and we need to keep that in check you know we need to keep track of them it's not just one name that's going to have all these shit under them it's just going to be so confusing for me but like even though it's like oh yeah me as we've came on in 2019 the memories are still there the pain is still there we're all still one person in one body with the same memories and i just remember being a child and crying for help and not receiving help or assistance and for the first time, I feel like just because of where I'm at in life, I was able to realize that that's why sometimes I genuinely lose it when 
things I'm going to plan, I really like things to be a perfect thing. You know, I like seamless stuff. Yeah, I realized that. And honestly, it's not bad. It's not bad when you realize it, it's like, okay, what can I do with this? I'm not a child anymore. So how do I heal? You know, it's crazy. I had a shamanic healing with one of my very good friends. And in that healing, she reunited me with aspects, lost aspects of my childhood self that were frozen in trauma. And they all came back to me. And after that session, which was about two, three weeks ago, I think, I've just been crying like I've never cried before. I'm not usually a crier. I mean, yeah, there's some episodes where I've cried on and you guys were getting that exclusive tea, but I'm not a crier. I don't know how to cry because when we're, when, when back in the day, when tears were coming out, they'd be like, stop crying, stop crying. So it was that kind of thing of you have to be strong. But since that healing session with different fragments of my childhood self reuniting with me, it's like it's a whole new human being I've become. And that's how my life has always been. I change all the time. I transform. <sighs> because I really do that inner work. Like I'm literally here to do all the inner work I can to be the best person I can be for myself and therefore to the people around me. But this healing and reuniting aspects of myself, <sighs> God, is like I've cried every day since saturday this is friday now so for one week i've tears have come out and it's not because i'm sad it's because i'm releasing deep pain in my body that was possibly glossed over or repressed or forgotten or pushed away and i say this because i want people to think about it and relay it back to themselves where do you think that you're doing the same what doors have you kept locked? What floors are you not visiting in your house because of childhood fears or repression or doubts or self-critical thoughts? I feel like this season is eclipse season and that is really going to cause you to look deeply into yourself. You know me now. Like, I have to say what I'm seeing in order for people to understand what I mean. Like, what I see is a time of deep reflection diving deeper within yourself into depths you didn't even know you had seeing the shadow aspects of your life your fears your trauma your repressed thoughts you know your pain your demons this season is about that because it's about transmuting the dark inside of you into light that's what this season is about it's about it's about cashing in on the pain from the past because somehow you've converted it into something more valuable hence this fucking podcast you know i spoke about transmutation but i spoke about it in terms of sex you should it's important to learn how to transmute and convert things into a better version you have all this pain you have all this trauma how can you transmute it into something that brings you value you know, do you tell your story? Do you share with other people? Do you work in a way that liberates other people from the same pain that you suffered? You know, that's what the season is about. It's about diving deeper, unearthing the toxicity, the rubbish, everything from the past, releasing it and just allowing yourself to stay in the light. And one of the things that came up for me was that I don't know how to receive love. I remember I did, um, that was I think I spoke about how my poet self came out and I called her Alake. But Alake has gone back. <laughs> anyway, so I performed one time when I did poetry. I was like, oh yeah, my name is Alake, everything. 
And when I performed the poem in the place, people really liked it. People came up to me. People wanted to be friends. I spent the whole time on my way home hyperventilating because one, I was being seen. Second of all, people wanted to connect, you know? The truth is, what made me feel more uneasy was actually being seen. I don't believe you when people say they want to connect. They just want to connect for their own agendas. They never follow through. So really, that's not my thing. Um, but like the being seen part, right? Bring it back to friends. When you are someone that is coming from a place in which you were never seen and you finally shift into a place where people see you without you doing the most, without you performing, bringing it back some more to people pleasing. People pleasers are performers. They're performing in order to be liked because they sort of figured out during childhood that if they perform, then they will get the acknowledgement and validation they need because it seems like without them doing anything, they were not getting that, you know? So imagine now reaching a point in your life where you are not performing and people like you just for you being you it makes me so fucking scared yeah it makes me scared because it's like oh so you like me for me shit <laughs> it, it, some of us don't know what ease feels like you know I've, I've started learning about ease though like gosh you need that in your life but like wait do you do you know what it's like to be someone that has had to perform your whole fucking life to be seen by your caretakers your relatives you know people that you genuinely loved they didn't see you then you grow <laughs> you know and then it it is so conflicting for me like I used to hate emotions, all of that. But since my shamanic healing, I genuinely don't hate emotions because I am emotion itself. I that's that's me. That's my real form. But that form was rejected by those that are meant to take care of us. You know, no blame, no judgment. Look, I can take care of myself. But God, I didn't even know. I didn't know. I didn't know that being seen and being liked for being myself without me trying so hard would be a trigger. I didn't know how used, used to it I was to do so much in order to be liked just for the person to give you a sliver of acknowledgement. And I would even remember my caretakers. There's nothing I never did for my caretakers, right? They did what they did. I did what I did for them to feel good about themselves. Regardless, they would always find a way to bring me down, to destroy my self-esteem, even when I was doing what they wanted me to do. And that's when I realized that I really don't give a fuck about humans. Like, it sounds general, like a general statement. I really speak in absolutes. I've said this before. I don't mean it in that way, but the average, I just cannot. I, I feel like after experiencing like the worst and the darkest part of life, you really just become a person that doesn't have the threshold or the tolerance for mediocrity is the word. It is a life in which you were conditioned to feel like the bare minimum was all you could get, that you have to settle. Have you ever seen, have you ever been in a situation where you're being forced to settle? Like your standards are threatening other basic bitches. That's why I told you I'm allergic to basic bitches. I said it. I'm allergic. I don't judge, oh. I don't judge. But don't bring your shit to me. You understand? Everybody has their life path. But somehow, somehow, I found that people that are limited or hindered in their life path, 
try and put themselves or put themselves as an obstacle in my life. I never look for people. I always mind my fucking business. There's nobody that minds their fucking business like me. I never look at what is not meant for me. Like, <laughs> so I, I is very, thankfully I have friends and family that can confirm this. I'm literally always in my own fucking lane. Bitches want to come and lie down and be an obstacle, but you can never ever pose as an obstacle to me in my life and in my success. Nothing. Divinely favored, divinely blessed. I will overcome. You understand? But my point is that, <sighs> damn. It's just so funny, you know? It's just so funny how people condition you to feel like you need to settle for less so that you can always be small. I I really encourage people to actually open their eyes and look around and see the kind of people in their lives who really want you to be the smallest version of yourself. I don't fuck with that. What I need, who I need are people that want me to expand and be the best version of myself forever. I know what it's like. This is how many years of life. 29 years i know what it's like to <laughs> to just have people that are really close to you family friends very close to you and those are the ones that want to make sure that you stay small forever if that has happened to you in close like in a close community do you think that you'd go outside and want to seek community with outsiders you've already seen the worst inside it can only be even worse outside <laughs> that's how i see it like so with receiving you know i felt like it was kind of like a condition thing where you don't ever ever think of receiving love all you're meant to do is to be a giver fulfill people's needs forget about yours it doesn't exist even as i say this there's some kind of like little anger it's good as the anger is little because i used to have a lot of rage towards things like this but not anymore because i've really really like made peace with it and i've moved on but my point is that um what's the right word people want you to settle people want you to settle for crumbs for crumbs people deceive in this life in society people deceive us from childhood that we should accept the breadcrumbs that people give us bare min below bare minimum because i tell you that people have never even reached a bare minimum for me like below bare minimum and they want me to be grateful you understand they're so entitled to your presence because of that small crumb that they did trust me like i said once again i don't roll with basic bitches that's basic bitch thinking you do the bare minimum it's not even like <laughs> no it's below the bare minimum you do the below the bare minimum you act entitled like someone should be grateful for that you try and use that and hold that over somebody's head i'm not a basic bitch i'm so sorry and that's something i can never be and why i say this is because it, when i say even basic which i mean the lack of self-awareness is so staggering that i literally want to faint really i despise and dislike when somebody cannot sit down and look within you know because I, I i'm always quick to tell somebody when they're being stupid you understand i'm always quick like in my mind actually let me not even say out loud like i don't say it out loud but in my mind i'm like this is a stupid person <laughs> is a dumb fuck so i'm walking away i can't i'm too intelligent for that i'm so sorry and that's one thing i want to say about life like life wants you to really be the lowest version of yourself some of us are so intelligent we're surrounded around we're surrounded by mediocre minds and somehow we feel compelled to just be there because we don't want to make somebody feel bad we don't want to feel like we're better than people 
different reasons. Trust me, don't let them deceive you to settle for less. You don't need that. So they'll deceive you to settle for crumbs. They'll be entitled to your presence. I learned so many things about myself over the years. And one thing I realized was that I deserve love. And when I say love, I mean genuine love, like people pouring into me, platonically, familiarly, romantically, people seeing me. I deserve to be seen. After spending up to like 28 years around people that didn't see me, trust me, this one year that I've spent around being seen, it, it's so refreshing. You deserve to be seen. You deserve to be loved, to be respected, to be cherished. These people that want you to settle for less don't want you to ever have self-respect. I can assure you, I've been there. I know what works for me. Anything that asserts my self-worth is a threat to them. And those people are basic bitches. Those people are narcissists. Those people deserve to be crushed. And that's why I had this... <laughs> That's why I had this vendetta for crushing, for crushing people that I was partnering with. Not everyone, but some. Because I can spot a narcissist a while away. And a mile away, sorry. And as they target me thinking I'm dumb, I make them think I'm dumb, you know. And I wait to the very last moment for the kill. And it's worked all the time. And it makes me laugh because my bestie was like, she was so happy the time when I said that I feel like my mission has been completed. That I no longer need to do what i was doing before <laughs> in terms of in terms of um crushing narcissistic bitches she was like she's so thankful yeah i had to do that because i had like some of us just go through so much pain growing up and subconsciously we need to rectify it and let me tell you something i don't feel bad about taking all those people as victims they deserved it as well i was their karma i've always been people's karmas everybody that has met me i'm their karma in some way i know it is what it is. What you know yourself, you know yourself. Some people I'm their mirror. Some people I'm their karma. And literally, it's made me understand myself better. But what I'm trying to say is that they will deceive you to feel like you should settle for less or you should, you know, God forbid, don't ever reach for the stars. Which is why when I started to understand why I find it difficult in receiving love is because I was never primed. I was never, like, grown to expect love do you understand what i'm saying no i wasn't it is what it is it was me that taught myself love like at least i know that i can love people platonically you know the romantic one was very difficult because you know when you're involved with someone first of all it has to be like eye to eye in the sense that they really do like you as much as you like them you know or even more especially when you know you're with you're with a partner of the opposite sex you want them to love you more because then it's guaranteed that this is going to work out. It's a rule that they've always said. But my thing is, relationships always bring out your shadows, right? And I said this thing a while ago. I, I think I said I said it in person. I'm not sure I said it on podcast. I said that a real relationship, platonic, whatever, is a relationship that holds you in your light and in your shadow, you know? it's held you feel safe and secure when both sides come out the relationships that can only hold you in your light don't deserve you you know the real deal is that shadow especially and when i say shadow i mean your dark parts you're not being abusive you're just having some tendencies as a result of your childhood everybody everything that has to do with relationships or how we interact so we as people starts from childhood you know and it's about two people in a relationship seeing that aspect in themselves, that those shadow parts, and being able to be like, look, this is how I feel about this. This is how I feel like you could be better in regards to this, you know? And love 
is being able to be like, oh, wow, I hear you. This is a part of me that is shadowy. Okay, I've heard your stuff. Let me sit with it and see how I can transmit it to light. That's where a relationship is. But, ah, shit. I was hoping I didn't lose my train, my train of thought. Um, well, my point is that actual relationships are the ones that will give you what you need in terms of being yourself. So, you don't need a relationship that is one-sided you get me after being conditioned to not receive love when people started to show love to me i was like what the hell like where is this coming from i've always been the giver and it made me really sad to now realize that wow people are really really trying to play me to make me be the one doing all the giving and they do all the taking and they're fucking stupid for that and that is why i switched up on all these bitches and I have no regrets because it's not me that you ever use in your life, you know? It pisses me off. But one thing I can say is that there's a huge difference because I'm not as angry as before. Ah, because I used to wear that rage as... <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but my point is that relationships, like friendships, they hold both aspects of you. And that's where the safety and security comes in. The ability to see that side of you, you know? So... My relationships have shown me that I have a difficulty receiving love and I give so much. And somehow, because they are giving to me, I've been able to sit down and relax and receive. And even though there have been difficulties in that, my heart is so happy because she really does want to identify with those kind of relationships where she is also poured into, where she is also thought about, where people remember her love languages. Like the intimacy that is really achieved in platonic friendships is so beautiful because it really enables you to have that avenue to break into romantic relationships because you've already sorted out certain things it's lovely and i do really really hope that people get to experience that this um shift from just being the one doing all the giving to actually receiving love because you deserve to receive love which brings me to worth and I feel, I, I can't lie, I can't help but feel like I missed a point with that story that I was telling. But I hope that it still made sense in a way. Because basically what I'm saying is that a relationship in which people want you to be the one doing all the fucking work, you carrying their light and their shadow, but they don't carry your shadow, they only carry your light. They're only around when things are good. Fuck you and fuck off. You get me? And a relationship that is able to hold you in all these avenues is a relationship that will seek to pour into you and give to you and say, no, you do a lot of the giving. Let me give you give to you in return. Yeah. I find that in receiving love, there's also this question of self-worth, which brings me back to the narcissistic individ individuals or neglectful individuals we have had growing up um they don't want you to know your worth they don't want you to know what you're worth at all they want you to be blind to your magic they want you to feel so low do you get me oh this came to my mind but i don't know if it's like very expressive you know i try not to be so fucking personal all the time but um i remember back in the day i used to say to myself that wow i'm really like a gutter baby <laughs> Yes, I laugh, but it's a difference mechanism. <laughs> I used to call myself a gutter baby because I really felt like I came from trash. Like, felt like trash, was treated like trash. I felt like I was lowest of the low, you know, because that's how they wanted me to feel. 
when you are around people that are meant to uplift you and encourage you and make you see yourself in the best of light and they don't do that, trust me, you really lose your footing for a while. Some people never get that footing back. Why did? I don't know. It's always been the grace of God because despite my serious troubles, I feel like God was always still with me regardless. <sighs> so worth, worth, because they've been they've conditioned you to not feel like you need to accept anything or take anything or even think about yourself you have a problem receiving yeah oh wow you have a problem receiving because you don't you don't even have the capabilities to receive so what do you do with that first of all you sit with it and how did i push through this well i sat with it right i cried when i needed to cry because there were blocks to release any blocks really um what else what did i do um receiving i i, I sat down with it i made a video about it as well because that's how i distress that's how i that's how i unravel my ways of thinking and i just made the intention to try you start from somewhere it's like a muscle you train and you train and i I made the intention to try. When that happened and I said to I allowed myself to cry. For me, like I said, if I'm uncomfortable with something is a new thing, I'm going to cry because I, I don't know what I I need help, you know? So by doing that, and like I said, I've been crying half um I've been crying since Saturday every morning to release. So new to me. I'm not a crier. I'm somebody that has been crying daily. I, that's so new to me. But I've been doing that right, and as I've as I've been doing that, because crying is a form of release, I've, I'm finding that I'm receiving more. I'm taking time to receive. Take your time. There's no need to rush. We all have our pain. If you listen to the um, episode before this, Marriage and Commitments, my bestie, Mrs. B, she was very good in explaining about, what's the right word, your childhood and how that impacts how you see and receive things. You get me? You, you always have to bring it back to childhood. You always have to bring it back to self. We were children before we became adults, but we are still children in adult bodies. We are. And the easier it is when you recognize that and work on inner child healing. This is this is what it's been like for me because I very much had a tumultuous like upbringing. And all I even remember is shadow, like dark, dark, dark. I don't remember happy memories. I... I when I even remember a few memories, I'm happy because I know for sure that I, I really, really pushed them all out. I didn't want to think, yeah, it happens when you you kind of like have like this um childhood amnesia because of how you were feeling at the time. So I have that. But my point is that shit, to crawl out of that fucking hole <laughs> of inner child wounds, it, it's taking years. I started this work. This self-work in 2014, this is 2022, this is eight years, eight years now, yeah, eight years later in this particular moment that I'm in, I just feel like I'm finally coming out of the tunnel to see the light. I've been in the tunnel for eight years and I've been doing serious work, but I did not feel like there was any sunshine, nothing. We hadn't gotten there yet. So yeah, I would advise you doing inner child healing. It's never too late. I, there are people that don't want to go through life changing, but I cannot imagine not evolving as a person. I cannot imagine not relieving myself of blocks as a result of childhood. And my my shamanic healing with my friend was so beautiful because she said a lot of things like, wow, you know, your childhood, pain, you're frozen, you're so scared. She said that, oh, 
at the at a certain age there was like I constricted myself in a way to protect my innocence and to protect everything about me so that I wouldn't be hurt you know and so she released that constriction she she removed those protective barriers because as a child when you as you're growing up because of your external environment there's some stories you're going to make up in your head as a way to protect yourself one story may be oh i'm not going to stand up for myself or speak up for myself because it makes my caretakers upset and they are more likely to punish me or hurt me because I'm standing up for myself. So I shouldn't stand up for myself. Yeah, it's sickening. But some of us have that as a background. So other things are like, I'm not going to show myself. I'm going to play small forever because that way I'm going to be safe. They're not going to kill me. I remember at one point in my life, I used to think to myself that I have to make sure that I don't become successful because I feel like, if I become successful, there are a lot of people that I feel like going to try and want to kill me or kill that success, you know? And then another part of me was like, excuse me, at this point, as you are already small, you are so bloody miserable. Are you telling me that you're going to choose a lifetime of misery over a short time, maybe possibly a short time, a fleeting, or actually a long time of actual success and happiness and joy i couldn't answer myself it seemed easier to just give in you know so yeah there's some stories you tell yourself trust me i like i've always had this um dream of being an actress and acting on the big screen i've wanted to act since time you know and i remember saying to myself because of certain because obviously there are lots of there are a lot of ops I remember saying to myself, at this, time, at this time I was 17, I was saying, even though I'm an actress, I have to make sure that I don't become too big because I know that it's going to piss this person off or these people off. Can you imagine my success? I already knew. Nobody has said anything, but at 17, I already knew that me being successful, me being big on the subconscious, I've already knew that it was going to piss a lot of people off. So I, I, I remember crafting a plan of how to like make sure i don't show my face when i'm doing my music videos because i also wanted to sing or make sure that i only do like three big movies in my lifetime so that the people around me don't feel upset or something do you get what what the fuck is that please release all of that it's a new dawn it's a new day please i'm here to say that look look out for yourself you deserve so much you are worthy of receiving everything that you want in this life. There is nothing, there is nothing that I cannot have. You are highly blessed, highly protected, highly favored. Everything is cheering you on to be the best version of yourself, to achieve and attain the success that you want for yourself. Any person that is against that will fall. Nobody will touch you or hinder your success. Nobody will limit you from, you know, going down that path of expansion. You deserve to receive love. You deserve to be around people that see you, that respect you. Respect is so important. You deserve to be around people that have that towards you, that cherish what you give, who you are, how you express yourself. Yeah, I cannot lie to you. Like when people tell me that I trust the people around me now. So when some of them have told me that people are inspired by you, people are inspired by what you say, people do actually love you. I remember my... Uh, when when my my um when my sister said that 
that people do actually love you. I, I almost looked at her like she was fucking crazy. I was like, hell no. Why do people love me? They hate me. You know? I couldn't fathom what? What? That even as I'm saying it, it's like, what? That is not my reality. That or that wasn't ever my reality. My reality was always hate, evil, nastiness. <laughs> to the point where I remember one time that one of my caretakers was like, you don't show love. <laughs> and I'll never forget when I looked in the eye and I said, I have no love to give. <laughs> you want to force me to give you love, but you don't give? Can you, like, that's what I mean about this life. Like, they will, they will demand, they'll be entitled to you giving them things. You understand? And that's why I always love to, like, humble people in that sense you will ne- if you ever feel entitled to me i'll make sure that i shame you for it in such a silent manner i wouldn't it's not a public thing silently you feel ashamed for saying that kind of thing to me anybody that feels entitled to my energies and up you want to be stimulated in some way and you will never get access to me access is such a privilege and i see how much it makes people cry so i hold on to it even more because there's some evil people in this world nasty bitches but my point is that, you know, when I was expressed to that, oh, people see me, or, ugh, even saying it is uncomfortable. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to being seen. So I'm good being seen by the small people that I know personally. And as it builds up, yeah, it can build up. Sometimes I'm afraid of the success of like the podcast and everything because honestly i really feel uncomfortable with a lot of eyes on me i like a lot of eyes on the work though so i'm learning balance but it used to make me scared as well when people liked me and they showed that they liked me because i i couldn't understand i didn't have the anything in my database that would enable me know how to respond to that i could only respond to hate and animosity you know, and I'm just seeing all of that now. And I'm like, wow, this is possibly me releasing all of that. Because it's eclipse season. And I had mentioned this before. Eclipse season is a season of portals and pathways. It's a new chapter into, it's a chapter into a new beginning. It's an upgrade. It's, there are always two eclipses. The first one is October 25th. The second one is November 2nd, I think. November 9th, actually. The first one is in Scorpio. The second one is in Taurus. Eclipses are big deals. They're big deals. This is a transformative time. And for me, the fact that I have to go deep into myself is fucking crazy. But it's it's on brand. I'm always very in tune with how the stars are working or how the planets are working. Like very in tune. So I observe myself, I observe the stars, I see it. Okay, I'm good. But uh, the process itself is so difficult. All these things that I've said, I'm thankful that it doesn't even feel heavy because I've genuinely processed it. This is me giving it in a refined manner. It might still be dark and deep, but honestly, I think you guys know that this is how I am now. This is who I am. And this is our space. This is where we go into the dark side of things in a safe and secure way. And we break them down and transmit them to light. But I think in terms of receiving, we always have to look at our worth, what we think we deserve, who we think we should be, you know, to be able to receive these things. That's where I'm at at the moment.
and I feel like mm, yeah I feel like this is a good place to stop I hope you enjoyed the episode yeah quite uncomfortable but it's cool this is what happens when you dig deep and you uncover aspects of yourself and you just let things go it's a season of releasing and surrendering surrendering control scorpio has to do with control taurus loves to be in control as well everything that you had control over or that you had or you thought you had control over is going to like show you that you don't and i should just surrender and i hope that you take that advice it's not it's going to be a deep dark time that's all i'm going to say it's going to be a deep dark time and when i say dark please note this disclaimer dark just means the word that came to my mind is shadowy it's not going to feel bright because you have to go through some deep things you know you have to feel through some deep things but at the end of the day there's always light at the end of the tunnel so this is you going into the tunnel the incubator to come out better and more refined and transformed so i wish you well with that i hope everything works out for you we will be entering scorpio season pretty soon which is my season my sexy season and let's see what happens you know but i feel like i'm about to go even deeper with this podcast in a way and i like where i'm going i know everybody's doing like videos with their podcast it's only the light-hearted ones that i feel like i'm going to do the videos because i felt that when i used to speak from a very dark heavy place i didn't want my face to be seen why it's easy to project onto the voice or the person that is saying that thing but when you just hear it you can sit with it does that make sense yeah that's how i feel yeah very uncomfortable time very uncomfortable time but i'm thankful that we're able to have this session and we're able to uncover some things about this um (laughs) this eclipse and everything this is episode 50 you would expect episode 50 to be a shadowy episode of course and it was and we're looking forward to more episodes till we reach like episodes 100 and 200 and where do you think that we will be by next year you know we started in august right this is october next this is october a year later where will we be october next year i pray that we have a show by then honestly and that the money is just coming in and i'm actually really really impacting y'all on a larger basis but in a way where my privacy is still kept it's still kept intact you know we're all just doing what we need to do plus possibly even having an audience and i'm doing the podcast yeah big things big dreams thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you next time bye